This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta episode 221. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Thank you for joining us once again. May I remind you to please subscribe and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Before I introduce the panel, I have a couple of important announcements so the panel please bear with me for just a minute. News Laundry will be hosting a screening of the film Bhor directed by Kamakhya Narayan Singh and I am the creative producer of the film although I have done absolutely no creative production at all but he's just wonderful he's put my name in the credits. It will be held at the India Habitat Center at Stein Auditorium on the 19th of May which is a Sunday on the at 6:30 below the hafta on the News Laundry homepage there is a link that you can click on and register. If you're listening to the hafta on Stitcher or iTunes or Spotify or any other podcast platform you will not find the link it's only there on the newslaundry.com hafta page so do come uh, subscribers will be given preference because you know we love you more than we love others the screening will be followed by a one on one with the director kamakh narayan singh also you can meet us the news laundry crew will be there you can come and tell us how shit we are at our work and ask for your money back we won't give you anything back though but we will listen to your constructive criticism with much patience and love and affection Finally the news laundry sena general election is going on well many of you have contributed thank you so much for contributing and helping our journalists travel the country and bring you ground reports because without ground reports journalism would die and if you leave it to advertisers journalism will die so we need you to subscribe and pay to keep news free now let me welcome and introduce the panel um we have sir our managing editor Hi. raman kripal uh, editor in chief and Founder Madhu Trehan. Hi Madhu. Hello. Anand Vardhan. Hello. A resident uh, IAS expert and many have to look at him. He's, he's sounds disgusted by the introduction. Sorry, yar. तू तो सेंटी हो गया यार. And let me introduce Pooja Mehra. Hi. The author of this book. She is very soft spoken and she has a lot of rules. Like I said, please sign this. Why I told her to sign it is because who knows she may become uh, Nobel laureate and with, then I'll say I have a signed copy giving fifty thousand dollars businessman, Punjabi businessman. But she says I don't sign books because she had seen through my plan. So she doesn't sign autograph her own book, and she also said I will not talk about anything other than my subject. So Pooja, good luck on the hafta, man. <laughs> That's a tough one. How I, will you control yourself? <laughs> Let's see. If Discipline, de-school product, like like Mr. Singh. Pooja is a journalist. She is based out of New Delhi. She has seven. Wait a minute. De-school? Which school? Of economics. Delhi School of Achha. Economics. And Mr. Singh? He was also pro- professor. Achha, there. Achha, apna Manmohan. Manmohan, bhai, motor chali, pam pam pam, chopati jai. Anyway, so. Pooja has worked at the Hindu or written for the Hindu for Business Today, Business World, India Today, Business Standard. Basically, you name it. She's written for them, including the Economic Times. She's completed a master's in economics from the Delhi School of Economics and has covered government. She has specialized in covering finance ministry, the Planning Commission, Niti Aayog, and the PMO, and and she's also covered the Parliament in 2000, 2008, and 9. She won the Ramnath Goenka Excellence in Journalism Award for her stories on the impact of the Lehman Brothers collapse. which triggered a financial meltdown and the rest as you know is history for those of you who don't you can either read all her writing or you can watch the big short and now she has written this book the lost decade how india's growth story devolved into growth without a story and you can grab your copies which she will not sign but you can grab them anyway so puja welcome to the hafta thank you so much for i have a question a... for her please madhu go for it 
uh, how come no one in uh, the Lehman Brothers was charged with anything after the meltdown? I have no idea. I have not studied the Lehman Brothers case. That's just the starting point for my book. My book is focusing more on the Indian economy. But I thought you s- this said in the, your... It was triggered by the... It was triggered brothers. by, so okay. So, so the how, the financial meltdown globally was, I mean, uh, even before Lehman, Lehman collapsed because there was a financial crisis in the US. But bearings uh, financial already a global financial crisis. I think no. from what I've read is Lehman was part of creating it, the global uh, meltdown. Uh, so I was so, saying that the uh, it collapsed because of the U.S. financial crisis, and with the collapse of Lehman, it turned into a global financial yes. meltdown, hmm. uh, and uh, uh, there were repercussions in India. So that is the starting point of my book. Okay. So, um, but yeah, but like you were saying, bearings had happened before Lehman uh, for one dollar or something. There, there are several. Bear Stearns uh, had. Yeah. yeah. There was anger in America because people had lost their homes, all their savings. Uh, basically destroyed Mm. and uh, they were really angry with Lehman Brothers there was a nationwide outrage in America and uh, the whole thing closed with all the top executives giving themselves golden handshakes. Yeah, and that's that also how it. the big shot ends with that scroll of no one was prosecuted no from one was there. Prosecuted. No one went behind. But yeah, I think... And a lot of taxpayer money was used to bail out, for instance, AIG. Right. Uh, and um, um, nobody ever... Freddy and... F- they collapsed first. That's the mortgage uh, uh, majors, hmm. giants. Hmm. Uh, that's how the financial crisis was triggered. And that's what led uh, in the initial phase uh, uh, Lehman to crash. And because collapse. Lehman wasn't bailed out. Lehman wasn't bailed out. Yeah, so they, yeah. It, it crashed. I mean, yeah. the same could have happened to others they also. They couldn't but find an, a buyer or, you know, there wasn't enough money they had to give to it. So we'll talk a little about Pooja's experience of covering the Indian economy, why she thinks this is a lost decade and India has lost 10 years of a robust growth story. But before that, uh, I have a few headlines. Well, Priyanka is not contesting from Baranasi. Surprise. The same old, what's his name, the dude who's been contesting forever, who's an MLA, he's contesting Rai, Ajay Rai. The Supreme Court tells Gujarat government to give Bilkis Bano 50 lakhs as compensation and a job and a place to live in where she chooses. It's a very important judgment and I think it is a slap in the face of our Prime Minister. Uh, but a lot of people may not want to read it that way, but I think it definitely is. Uh, at a time when very few institutions are willing to stick their necks out. Well, in very depressing news, Myanmar's top court has rejected the appeal of the Reuters reporters who were jailed for reporting on Rohingya killings, even though they won uh, the Pulitzer. I I read the article about one of their wives breaking down and crying, but they will be serving apparently a seven-year prison sentence for reporting. So, well, at least India is not that bad, so we should not whine so much. So, have they revoked um, uh, Ong Chi's... Nobel Prize? I don't think so. I, I don't think they have that system yet. They haven't revoked her piece. But although the demands are there that they mm. should revoke it. But if you may have spent the one million, na, which you get. <laughs> but anyway. On flowers in her hair. Yeah. On what they call in Kerala land, Malapu. Malapu flowers. Listen, about 20 or 30 haftas before, earlier... I did mention when she was first released and a month went by and everyone was praising her and was idolizing her. And I said, I haven't seen her do one good thing since she was released except meet state leaders across the world with flowers in her hair dressed up. She's very suspect. And I th- I'm very suspicious of people who are jailed who then get a halo 
for having done nothing except getting jailed. Now, when you get out, you have to do something. Like Nelson Mandela did a great deal in pulling the country together after his release. Well, so I think she, in fact, has done the opposite. I think in his case, it was that, you know, he was from the persecuted community and he came out without revenge, without any feeling of anger and, you know, wanted a reconciliation, so to speak, which was which was a challenging task. In her case, she was from the privileged community. I mean, she was the daughter of a former leader. So, I mean, yeah. She, and lived th- a large was, part of her life in London. Yeah, so anyway. Moving on, Rohit Shekhar, the son of Andy Tiwari, who had fought a case in court to prove that he's the son of Andy Tiwari, was smothered to death. And now his wife has been arrested because they said she killed him while he was Nashe Medhut drunk. Moral of the story, if you're fighting with your wife, don't go home drunk. Sorry, was that too soon? Okay. Uh, Chief Justice of India sexually harassed me, says a former Supreme Court star, uh, staffer. In fact, Raman sir will put, shed some more light on this case because even today a reporter was on uh, at the Supreme Court. For the last three days, they've been... Okay, there are many things related to this. Arun Jaitley has said, yes, there is a conspiracy against the judiciary and we must stand with the judiciary. Chief Justice has denied that no, no such thing happened. There's yesterday what happened me. in court was magical. I hope somebody recorded... What the conversations that went on between the lawyers and the judges today. You can't record, you can't take recording no, no, devices. Meaning recorded yeah, yeah, in yeah. your book. That we have. In fact, today our, we had our, our very report. own Gaurav. Uh-huh. Because there. apparently one judge told uh, the lawyers that you're blowing this up too much. And uh, Indira Jai Singh said, I think you're shrinking it, Your Honor. <laughs> so anyway, so Utsav Benz is the lawyer who claims that there's a conspiracy and a sexual harassment accusations against the Chief Justice of India. So it's a, a, a huge big mess. Raman sir will shed some light on this and maybe inform us a little more. Then in some internationally related news, there are no more sanction waivers for India. India, you know, the, America has imposed sanctions on Iran uh, that no one can trade with them. But there are seven countries and in fact now they're just four who are allowed to get crude from Iran. We are one of them. Now Trump has said even you can't. So I don't know, if, will that lead to an increase in, should I get a full tank? Yeah, <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> as soon as possible, ASAP. Then, in very refreshing news, comedian Volodymyr Zelensky wins the Ukrainian presidential election by landslide. He used to star in this comedy show where he used to play a president on television. And lo and behold, he's won the election. I would vote for Kunal Kamra any day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Put him as an option. I'd like to see how many people would vote for him. Actually, quite a few would, I think. Mm. And then the Islamic State owns up to the Sri Lanka attack. Two days later, government says it's revenge for Christchurch. I don't know what the government's basing that on. Also, I read an article in Time magazine saying that Islamic State has said later, but they had no real logistical support. Maybe the guy who did it was inspired by them, but it's highly unlikely that ISIS had anything to do with the actual planning and execution of it. And uh, Donald Trump's, of course, the Robert Mueller report came out. Those of you who've been following CNN every morning, Don Lemon sits and gloats. He's become completely um, multiple personality. One minute he's thrilled that Mueller's the best guy that ever happened. Then when the details come out, he's the most disgusting Mm -hmm. man ever. And then, um, sorry, there's a lot of headlines because of the election, but we'll just come to the the meat of the matter, which is his book, The Lost Decade. Uh, In a... Very interesting judgment. The Madras High Court said marriage between man and trans woman is now valid. And I shall quote something that the judge said. The judge said, Justice G.R. Swaminathan of the Madurai bench upheld the marriage of Arun Kumar and Srija, trans woman. And he said, I quote, sometimes 
to see the obvious one needs not only physical vision in the eye but also love in the heart unquote justice chagai justice chagai as you know justice sanu ki sanu ki how do you know who i'm going to marry madhu maybe i have some personal stake tabhi sanu ki acha theek hai so then so anyway so that was i thought uh, marry to karo uh, marry to kar lo this is karte le tu and then hardik pandey and rahul have been fined 20 lakh each well good for them bc say anyway i don't know why there's even the headlines why do we have cricket in the headlines but anyway uh, but they don't uh, but uh, another thing that he observed was that why when he delivered the judgment he had said that he, the judge also termed as encouraging trends recent tamil films like peranbu and super deluxe which deal with these issues being faced by third gender as opposed to people like what's his name um johar who himself is clearly you know seems gay to me but yet his representation of gay people or any you know other than the obvious heterosexual male female in his films is so pathetic he's mocking uh, yeah and no wonder he has idiots on his show saying idiotic things but then such is the life what can one say and finally the bombay stock exchange warns comedian kunal kamra that it could sue him for unauthorized use of photo when he did that meme that don't vote for modi i'm shocked at the bombay stock exchange maybe puja can shed some light on what kind of people do run they, the bombay stock exchange do they unofficial do they officially not have a sense of humor <laughs> clearly is it a rule it must clearly. be a rule in the statutes clearly chutkula sana sir menu andani aao higher hired and there's lots of election related news we'll come to that later you've seen the modi uh, akshay interview we'll talk about that but pooja will only talk about stuff that is her experiences she will not talk about anything else I like but we shall that. see surely shall you have see. an opinion on the akshay are modi we'll make her talk we are delhi police we shall make her talk on everything on ready on pandey also no no, no. i've been reading this barara book is hardly third degree <laughs> i'm reading this barara preet barara's book doing justice huh. and in that there's a whole chapter on how they get people to talk and it's got nothing to do with force or beating up or violence hmm. it's got to do with food they starve you no they feed you so if you're italian it'll be pasta if you're greek it'll be greek food if if you're from the middle east lebanese or whatever it'll be uh, you know arab middle eastern food falafel and baklavas and all and this if you're india rajma chawal then they mentioned nahi kiya usne mention nahi kiya rajma chawal khila ke la ke anil kumar ko anil kumar ko rajma chawal khilaya hoga That's a good question I will ask him. Anyway, the Election Commission of India has ordered an FIR against Pragya Thakur. Election Commission of India is ordering FIRs against everybody but on their own website the complaint against Narendra Modi showed up as resolved and when the gentleman Mahendra from I think Bengal uh, said that it has not been resolved and they said oh it is they changed something. So I think this election removed, commission has I think they removed the No then they said that probably the weakest spineless most spineless election commission we've ever had. and uh, the bjp has fielded gautam gambhir from east delhi and meenakshi lekhi i have always found gautam gambhir is like the kangana ranaut of the cricket world uh, he just has a mouth there's no filter between what happens in his head and what comes out of his mouth it's just and the congress released candidate of six in delhi lok sabha uh, and then there's other you know pragya thakur related stuff and the pm's chopper was checked and the odisha ec official who checked the chopper has been fired 
Priyanka Chaturvedi has left the Congress joined the Shiv Sena. Udit Raj has left the BJP and joined the Congress. The usual shenanigans that happen, and we have a bunch of letters from subscribers. But that's enough. We'll stop the live now. You can catch the rest of the podcast on any podcast platform. But I would prefer if you come to newslawyer.com and catch the podcast. Because what you can do is you can also see, click on the links that we recommend. And at the same time, you can also check out our other stuff and contribute to NL Sena. Or subscribe to News Laundry so you can pay to keep news free. So thank you so much for joining us live. Now getting back to Pooja, I'm out of breath. So uh, before I come to the meat of your book, can you explain why do you not sign your book? I'll sign it for you. <laughs> before she mukros, hone kar do ji, confirm kar do. So see, step one done. We have made us sign the book. Thank you so much, Pooja. I know it's a you know thick book and i promise i'll try to read it because i was just telling you i love books on economics i used to keep showing off that i went through the whole piketty book with great difficulty but i finished it uh, this is like 300 pages so obviously one hour podcast can't do justice but if you could explain why you think it's a lost decade and one thing that i did notice i, I read the first few pages that it's quite bipartisan in its, in its kind of approach it's not like ki modi ne banta ghar kar diya and manmohan this is a whole decade we lost that there was growth but without a story now also in that you have said that you know big industry is not expanding at the rate that one would small screen industries of course our own businesses are not doing that well um so a where is this growth coming from and b why is this happening if i mean if it happened under manmohan happened under modi who's responsible both are responsible the political leadership is responsible of both responsible in different ways uh, dr manmohan singh uh, being an economist um, being a very good economist and with his understanding of politics uh, i think knew exactly what was going wrong with policy and how that was impacting the economy and yet he was not aggressive enough in getting his cabinet to take decisions that the government should have taken when he was prime minister he's responsible therefore uh mr modi is responsible in a different way uh even if we grant that he's not a, a you know technically speaking trained economist but he did surround himself with with advisors who did understand what the economy's needs were and like who? there was uh, dr arvind panagria there was dr arvind subramanian hmm. uh, there was dr jagdish bhagwati um who also apparently was pretty close to manmohan singh right they're very good friends okay and um uh, he didn't listen uh, in the initial phases he did the government did do what was what what mr modi was advised but the first political crisis he faced uh, he went cold on the entire economic agenda and dropped it like a hot potato and um uh, the entire strategy of the narendra modi government changed and uh, they he tried to reinvent his image and that brought into his agenda a whole lot of things that were not there uh to begin with and his focus and his government's focus got diverted and decisions were taken uh that added to the problems of the economy rather than resolving outstanding issues so through your book you're kind of you know decoding uh many aspects of the economic engine and seeing where what failed um so is it done on the basis of you know data or is it also have anecdotes of specific policy interventions that you thought were you know foolish or how they played out yeah it's not a very data driven book okay. it is more a book uh, which documents the 10 years uh policy decisions th- uh, those that were taken those that should have been taken but were not taken 
uh, and it discusses uh, these important uh, uh, policy uh, aspects and uh, makes a case for how um, you know uh, before the financial crisis in 2008 the economy was on a trajectory that was heading northwards for eight, for three years the economy had been growing at 8.8% mm. uh, gdp growth which had not been observed in india uh, after independence this is the first time it had happened uh but when an economy grows at that rate uh and it 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 um uh, it's hit by a crisis a shock uh to bring it back to that level uh you need to take a, you need to take some steps uh those steps were not that follow through was not uh undertaken what steps so uh when when an economy is growing at a certain rate of growth uh and it gets uh, uh, it, 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 there's a shock uh, first you need to take steps to make sure that this the impact of the shock would be minimized so that part of the policy was taken care of very well by the manmohan singh government that is increase government spending basically i guess increase government spending uh there were uh, there was steps taken by the rbi on the monetary side hmm. uh all of that was handled well but uh these are temporary emergency measures and you need to withdraw them um because of the mumbai um, terror attacks there was a change in the cabinet portfolios and that brought uh, mr manma uh, that brought uh, mr pranam mukherjee to the finance portfolio and he did not realize the importance of withdrawing these measures and they just went on and on and so the economy stayed in a state of emergency infusion of and are we famously said that the indian economy is decoupled by from the international so we don't have to worry about lehman so, so much the, was that true or we weren't as decoupled as we thought or we were fairly decoupled that's why we survived without too much damage no i i don't think we were decoupled okay uh we we moved pretty much in sync with the rest of the world the reason we don't realize it because like i said the the shock was handled very well policy wise okay. there was no interference by politicians uh but when the change in portfolios happened uh, uh mr pranam mukherjee i'm afraid did not prove to be a good finance minister and he did not withdraw the stimulus he kept the economy overstimulated for a very long period of time and uh he should have idly speaking and he was advised to by his economists in the ministry to move into the phase of uh addressing long term structural bottlenecks in the economy i don't know if that's making sense in or it's sounding too much jargon um uh, but you know things like um, you'd be surprised most of our listeners are highly educated post doctoral geniuses <laughs> i'm glad you may not understand but they will they will understand hamare beshak upar se kaise you understand so what i'm trying to say is that you know things like um uh, you need you need coal you know uh, you need raw materials you need roads you need infrastructure so a whole you need you need to uh, adapt your or update your policies uh, to the needs of an economy that had grown for 8.8% you know and that, that there was an influx of foreign investments dollar investments uh, and all of those things uh uh were uh, were not changed uh, which we saw when the allegations of the 2g scam etc came out later no you mentioned that um uh, prime minister modi came in to the prime ministership with a certain agenda but then instead of continuing what he had planned the agenda he changed so what was it that he planned and what did he change which you say he should have done and he didn't do yeah so when he came in uh, in 2014 it is very clear um, what needed to be done uh, because, which was 
banks loans were not getting repaid because the economy had yeah, slowed down that was everybody knew that and uh, in his very first couple of weeks it, as prime minister he had uh, and i described that extensively in the book that you know he had held uh, long meetings um, with the 80 secretaries to government of india in uh, his office in uh, at his residence in delhi and uh, one of the main uh, submissions in that meeting was by uh, was on uh, um, you know how there was a banking crisis and it, it needed to be addressed there was an, a banking crisis in the making and it needed to be addressed all that needed to be done in terms of policy in terms of um, capital infusion for banks uh, was laid out in a presentation uh, by uh, an IS officer uh, but uh, uh, Mr Modi did not follow through with that advice he uh, kept that issue um, sort of you know on the slow burn and um, uh, because of lack of policy attention it eventually uh, blew up into a huge npa crisis and eventually a banking paralysis now uh, he's not the one responsible or his government is not not responsible for uh, initiating that uh, uh, crisis that happened that started and i described that in the book the seeds of the npa crisis were laid in the time of pranam mukherjee as finance minister uh, but uh, he certainly did not uh provide the attention policy attention that was needed when he was given advice in time and and uh, because of that the crisis became far bigger than it should have been um but to answer your question uh, uh so yeah banking crisis uh, there were pending uh, reforms from 1991 agriculture labor strategic disinvestment privatization of uh, uh, a whole lot of psc education and health education and health was the most important and surprisingly that advice had come from imf you know washington mm. the washington consensus, consensus not from uh, not as much from local economists the economic hitman uh, and um, i don't know if you recall in 2014 uh, Uh, uh it was announced and he had uh, there was a you know the labor minister was working on a labor code uh, uh they were working on um this immediately started working on the bankruptcy uh, law which came only in 2016 yeah that was a big achievement that they have this new law they although say, uh, sorry to cut in but i i do think that i mean personally i don't I never believed that Modi's was an economic agenda so i in my view it was always a cultural agenda because if your life choice has been an rss pracharak no but i i disagree i think once he became prime minister his agenda was supposed to be vikas vikas and that would be that's what he talked like about but puja saying that that's not what he focused on right okay, so i know once a little uh, i i i he may have had a cultural agenda and all of that but uh, in the uh, till till 2015 he definitely uh, also has uh, you know the economic agenda as part of his overall governance agenda he does seem very keen on it he announces the make in india which is mm-hmm. the correct policy prescription uh, for absorbing the slack from the farm sector uh, you need to create a lot of jobs and manufacturing is the best way to do it and uh, he did announce you know he wanted to ease of doing business and things like that uh what happened is is that in 2015 so in 2014 he wins a lot of state elections not just the general election i mean the bjp uh in in february 2015 uh there's a rude shock in uh, in the form of the delhi state assembly election results Uh, uh which i think uh, scares the bjp because uh, uh you know uh, i think uh, he was on this gallop he was getting one state after the other and also this also i think complete. the bjp sort of you know had not uh, as yet buried the ghost of the Sh- india shining uh, mm. debacle of 2004 Four. so uh, they're really worried 
and um, and there's no uh, you know there's no scope in 2015 to make any corrections because there are no further state elections till November, which is when the Bihar election happens, and they suffer a second setback. Mm. And uh, through the year, um, uh, the Congress Party uh, accuses him of being a suitboot ki sarkar in Parliament. So uh, the land reform uh, which he had planned and they had uh, promulgated an ordinance multiple times, they allow he it cycles. to lapse. He cycles uh, back on that. Yeah. So so the entire economic agenda kind of peters out, and uh, you know the political shock. of delhi and bihar makes them go back to the drawing board and come back with a uh, you know new strategy where they focus on things which uh, they need to reinvent his image they need to make him because so they think so they it think beca- it becomes more about modi than about the economy really also the bjp the survival mm. of the government the but so, uh, hmm. one question uh, see i think the manufacturing sector uh, i think we are almost dead in the past 10 years we don't manufacture anything so what what is it that drives our uh, e- economy i mean if without manufacturing i mean if you don't manufacture you don't have jobs so and this make in india you know, somebody they, who is a, a small entrepreneur wanted to start a business in tech creating um, i think computer lab uh, this keyboards or something like that and the government it came out that the government has the bureaucrats have put in laws which actually exclude any possibility of a new entrant coming into the business unless they're huge they have like you have to have so much of turnover before you can apply for this license you have to have this switch so it gave the foreign uh, companies a huge advantage to come in and do what they want whereas you can say make in india but unless you clean okay. up these they have rules been manufacturing and these rules were coming uh, uh, came in after this make in india ha huh? no but i said this after you know a few haftas ago you the only people like jaggi and all you hear about ease of doing business people who have not done business people are doing business it is so fucking hard your you would rather hang yourself than continue to do business it says that once you've gone in there you can't shut everything and go home but it is so hard to do business even the simplest things the kind of Pajraja, if you're in the media business, then you should do it. And I'm hearing this down the line uh, from but, but, but uh, everything has been outsourced. From big industrialists to a small entrepreneur. I don't, I don't think any economist says, because, and it's showing up Jaggi in the data. Jaggi says all the time. She'll say who's Jaggi. No, I know. See, <laughs> I know who See, he is. I know who he is, but you know, I'd really, if I got a chance, I would ask him why is the, uh, you know, IIP, which is the index index of in industrial production, at zero point zero one percent growth. Hmm. So, uh, uh, so yeah, the industry is not doing well, and it's showing in the in the data. But okay, now I have. Um, I, I want to move on. We want. To, I want to come back to the economy. I'm going to come back to demonetization, Pooja. I really want, I want to, to hear on that. his views on this But issue on the economy. On, on, okay, Pooja. Anand. Before I okay, I wanted to ask you about Gujarat. But go for the economy first. Have we lost the decade? <laughs> no, no, no. There were very sweeping things are there. How? What should I answer? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Did not. It's a lost decade because we've lost a whole generation to TikTok and Twitter. Arey, yar. Twitter and TikTok has That's, never killed anyone. I went on TikTok since it was being banned just to check what what are they banning. I'm in shock at what the young people of India are doing. What are they doing? Go on TikTok, you'll see. I don't know. I tried, but it's very difficult to get on TikTok. No, simple. Go on Google to TikTok, and you're on it. Okay, I'll try after I mean, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> see, my limited understanding is I'm not an expert on it. TikTok. and for that matter i am not an expert in anything we don't qualify so, our statements so, so, with all that <laughs> <laughs> although it totally yeah. applies we don't say that so don't say it huh. 
we are experts. Yes, uh, lo- uh, manufacturing, I, I would not agree that manufacturing, there is no manufacturing, there is limited manufacturing means that if ki- you want to quantify the kind it, how of much it is. Uh, labor absorption that manufacturing s- uh, should have done, it has not done. That is the thing that uh, the GDP profile of India has uh, shifted away from agriculture and to the service industry, but it is not very sustainable and, and until and unless manufacturing plays a big role. But manufacturing has not played such a big role as it should have done. And that is the part of uh, the crisis, I think, if, if it isn't crisis at all. Uh, so uh, that, that is, and uh, yes, the, uh, this decade has been a disappointment in that sense, that uh, the absor- labor absorption in manufacturing has not been to the extent that it should have been. Uh, the over-dependence on agriculture is partly because of this, uh, because uh, the excessive uh, labor in agriculture has not been diverted to the manufacturing sector. So, uh, But luckily, a, a big chunk of that is now being diverted to uh, animal husbandry and gaurakshaki. And the service industry so and that, telecom that can take actually grew on its own because yeah, the government, the service industry and telecom grew on its own without government inf- interference because they hadn't woken up to it. They just It just grew on its own without any incentives from the government. It was ignored by the government. Hmm. Once they started interfering and realized that this is huge and started putting in policy, created a telecom ministry, that's when the trouble began. Well, um, Right, Pooja? Yeah. See? <laughs> See? We're all economists. See? Pooja, this is but how that's you it. You know, a sector like telecom cannot be without policy because there's spectrum involved and all that's that. That's true, but, but it, it but grew uh, without policy. That's the whole policy. argument of my book that uh, our politicians just don't listen to expert advice and they assume that, you know, a, an economy as large as India, as complex as India, uh, can be just, uh, uh, you know... Run on whims. Can be driven by policies that are... Uh, crafted keeping political objectives in mind with complete disregard for you know underlying economics and this is not just you know uh, the Indian economy has very special characteristics and needs so uh, you also cannot just you know cut and paste economics from from the western world and apply it here so it needs very special I have always said this. attention and um, politicians just keep ignoring that unless you know there's 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 a Lehman crisis happening and you fear that you're going to have a repeat of 1991 Shit. that's when you, that, that, the only time you give a free hand to your economist. shit's going to hit the fan. Now, um, speaking of ignoring things, sir, please inform us. Context, the Chief Justice of India, Justice Gogoi, was accused by a staffer, a lady, that he made unwanted advances towards her and when she rebuffed him, he got her arrested under 420 accusation. Basically, she's been arrested for fraud, for 50,000 rupee fraud. Very efficient Delhi police, proud of you, pat yourselves on the back. The same Delhi police who could not provide enough evidence to convict a man who'd shot a girl in the bar in front of 100 people. But anyway, you obviously have been able to crack down on this case. Uh, sir, she, your reporter has been she, in the court ha, for the last three, four days. There are many different things happening. Arun Jaitley is also saying, Go no, no, The first is her story. Hmm. Uh, she uh, joined Supreme Court in 2014, very junior employee. Hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, as junior as a clerk, mm. uh, judicial clerk, and she was doing pursuing her LLB also. In 2014, she joined. In 2016, she started working with Gogoi. He was not the uh, chief justice at that point of time. And uh, then 
जस्टिस गोगोई स्टार्टेड गिविंग हर सब इम्पोर्टेंट केसेस ही स्टार्टेड गिविंग हर लॉड ऑफ इम्पोर्टेंस से वट एवर केस स्टडीज ही रिक्वायर्ड सो ही ऑलवेज यूज टू आस्क हर टू गेट दोज केस स्टडीज एंड एंड देन लेटर ही ऑल्सो यू नो वेन ही बिकेम चीफ जस्टिस ही ट्रांसफर्ड हर टू हर हिज ऑफिस एट होम सो शी वॉज गिवन लॉट ऑफ इम्पोर्टेंस वेन आई से लॉट ऑफ इम्पोर्टेंस आई मीन अ जूनियर एम्प्लॉय लाइक हर वॉज यू नो इन्वाइटेड फॉर हिज स्वेरिंग इन सेरोमनी एंड विद हर हस्बैंड सो एंड एंड देर वर पिक्चर्स ऑल्सो टेकन विद जस्टिस जस्टिस यूज टू गिव अ लॉट ऑफ इम्पोर्टेंस सो शी she alleges that in october 2018 so twice he tried to you know group uh, her group uh-huh, her so and and and, and she, she put this in an affidavit and gave it to 22 judges because it was a she, she just, no no the story the thing is she she did not she did not say anything till she was pushed to a corner that is the thing so she pushed to a corner as in i mean pushed to the wall i mean she means she was first uh, removed uh, with, uh, from her post she was she terminated lost she lost her job her brother in law was her fired. husband was lost uh, job brother in law lost a job and then there was a false case against them she was she was uh, so basically she is saying that because she rebuffed his advances yes. all these things came down this, on her the delhi police the job this is too job. much of a coincidence that in the same family the husband is getting terminated everyone got fired together she is getting terminated her brother in law is getting terminated and and one brother in law who was uh, i think handicapped Mm. Uh, this chief justice from his quota had given a job to him mm. in the That supreme court so even he was removed uh, soon after the incident so after when when she was just uh, she she couldn't see i mean she can't do anything at that time she went to a bunch of uh, you know senior lawyers and who now, can help her now how does this work now there are three judges who are sitting on this one of them is a lady judge who will decide whether What will they decide? They will once again. What's the, the question? First sitting, Let me just finish my question. The first sitting, oh, uh, uh, Chief Justice Gogoi had no business to be on that bench. That. No, he what should have sitting. What were they deciding on? He should have recused himself. He's the one who has, uh, who has uh, decided the bench. This three persons. He decided the bench. He first, he sits on the bench, which he shouldn't have on his own case. He should have immediately recused himself. So then, then he gives a long speech about his account and how he only has six lakhs and this and that and all that. that was a big mistake is judicially wrong for him to have sat there it's extremely then simple then he decides who are then the judges it's just no, stinks but now of what is this bench going to decide that no 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 because this judge can't decide, this bench is not going to decide whether he's guilty or not this right this court no, no, is no, it's not a question of guilty is 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 a vishakha kind of committee you know so they will decide whether there's enough evidence ah, to prosecute ah, him to prosecute. under yes, the yes uh, whether, whether whatever she is saying it has credentials so this is the icc of the supreme yes. court so See, which judges, is wrong the judiciary indian judiciary has for for decades um avoided any accountability every time they asked for accountability they behave like we are lo- the law we are above the law well you're not it's then, a democracy then there was so if you're going to use contempt of court like the british used against the natives when we were fighting the british it is something that needs to be looked at then the another narrative started uh, which was to just to counter it is uh, a lawyer called Utsav Bains has said Benz. that this is a conspiracy against the yes. court to, yes. to and, and even Jaitley I mean they said ki it's a it's a part of a larger conspiracy which involves middlemen it involves and industrialists this, uh, and they want to it has been given in a sealed cover 
So hmm. we don't know what the basis of this larger cons- conspiracy is. I think is. we're entitled to know why the sealed cover. Yeah. टाइम and threatening with contempt of court contempt of court all the time it's unacceptable this women ye bol nahi raha isko bhi bol no no this hmm. women's narrative <laughs> narrative is pretty strong i must say hmm. and uh, over a period of time she collected every evidence she has even recorded the voice of a sho who was trying to mediate hmm. uh, it's a yeah, 30 yeah. minutes uh, you know that. video yeah. uh, so so this is uh, i think she her narrative has got lot of credentials so that is the context of this well i have nothing to say on this uh, anand vardhan see, yeah, the chief justice terminated the services of uh, the person who has accused him of sexual misconduct you have to see that supreme court uh, the primary problem is that supreme court apart from being a judicial body also acts as an administrative body and the chief justice is not only the judicial head of supreme court he is also the administrative head of it so he initiates action on issues which are purely departmental disciplinary that like this one was and in that capacity uh he has this extraordinarily discretionary power which needs to be relooked at and maybe this case can be uh, a proper context of uh, reviewing those exceptional powers of the chief justice of india uh, and the and the distinction between the administrative functions of the supreme court and the uh, judicial functions of the supreme court that is one uh second uh, is of course uh, the inevitable politicization of the, this uh, and every political party has found it convenient to uh, politicize such cases uh, in but in this one everyone surprisingly staying out of it uh this particular one chief justice of india himself politicized it in his order he said that uh, some critical cases were going to come up for mm. n- next week and i see a plot in it so did he uh, did he kind of vaguely suggest that the pmo was involved in this or am i reading no too much opposition into it? in fact op- uh, uh, the order no he said bigger conspiracy hmm. a bigger conspiracy uh, he kept it vague he said big offices are involved in uh, no he kept ha he kept so it which, vague which could be the big office i mean conspiracy i would say the pmo three, is only three cases office. that he hinted at one case that was coming for was rahul gandhi's contempt remark that uh, that mm-hmm. rafael thing that mm-hmm. he had wrongly had, which wrongly he attributed uh, he to supreme court that mm. that would that was so that was one anyway uh, what i'm saying is that Uh, if we jog our memory uh, uh, four or five years back and justice ganguly of supreme court of india was accused of um, sexual misconduct by an intern in a five star mm. hotel in delhi yep. and that time mr arun jetli and uh, uh, some other 
people i am forgetting their name they uh, made a very powerful group and they said uh, that action should be taken against justice ganguly and uh, now the rules have reversed uh, <laughs> rules that is it uh, that time congress was finding it convenient to seal somebody now mm. bjp is trying to uh, is finding it convenient to seal seal somebody incidentally justice gogoi was once uh, congress's poster boy just two years Many back in the press conference in that revolutionary press conference the so called so i think so, the so, politics so, hasn't come in as yet no I but the thing is that the, the judges have over the years always made laws unto themselves for themselves such as the collegium choice of judges that that changed what how judges were appointed and gave them more power then i think it was in 2004 or 6 where they had tried to the government at that time had tried to put in some breaks by creating a committee for accountability i think it was called i forget exactly what the name was and that was scuttled but on on the collegium i will say this uh, because i was i don't know moderating a debate on the njac the national judicial accountability commission or committee whatever it's supposed to be when that whole jhagda was happening i mean 3 years ago between the government and how should the collegium change the formula put in front of us right now i would still stay with the collegium then let the ruling government decide because the credibility of the court is still higher than that of the government if you give it in the hands of the government of india whoever that be true whether it's modi or i would rather say okay do it in a non transparent manner but don't let mr sibbal chidambaram manmohan do it for you or modi amit shah and modi amit shah there's no third person in this case anyway i have a couple of emails to read do you have anything to add to that pooja uh, i just say that uh, in response to what you just said um, i'd always prefer a system which is governed by rules rather than our perception of credibility of individuals so i would want to have faith in the system in in the rules framework that governs the system and uh, not let these things be determined by my faith in individuals because i prefer i have more credi- uh, I, uh, the but credibility to me but as an institution the government of india or the So I think your cred- your your faith in government of India is less because of individuals rather than no because of no. I have yet to see a government which is uh, you know which I, it's like the army I I would trust the army more than I trust the police it's not because my dad's in the army but my experience with the army has been that at least six out of ten people in the army will be honest about half out of ten will be honest in the police so, so is like that, that is so that is because of the institutional framework yeah, it's, of yeah, the it's army just historically yeah, how exactly. it's been so, so so that's what i'm trying to say that mm. I, i would always put my faith in an institutional setup rather than individuals credibility of individuals okay so fine so you did speak about this i hope you will also speak about priyanka should she have contested on but we will get to that but i have a question on demonetization coming up before that i have a couple of emails we have a lot of subscribers writing and because our subscribers pooja you will see are very articulate and smart people unlike us unlike me sorry the rest of them are articulate and smart so basically the thing is pooja you madhu anand and raman are here because most of our audience is very phd type and they read as you'll see the mails the article is very clearly i'm here to provide like it's like when you get om puri nasiruddin shah and you know uh, all, all these big people in the film and then you also have dada konke he oi hoy valle valle you know to to, to like that, that john lever moment so i'm doing that so don't be fooled that our audience is like that our audience is not like that our audience is very smart so here this mail is from arun ram from hyderabad 
Dear Abhinandan, I have had the pleasure of being a Newsline subscriber for over a year. Thank you, Arun. It's your money and people like you that keep us going. Be like Arun, guys. Subscribe. Pay to keep news free. Uh, Hafta introduced me to the world of podcasts. I'm forever grateful for that. An oft-repeated but tired critic in Hafta by now is an imaginary conflict between left liberal and right conservative ideology. Somehow, in the din of the heated debate, liberals, including self self-proclaimed ones like Abhinandan, have become an epitome of illiberalism. The conservatives are clueless on the causes that define them. It is because Hafta panel assumes that they have to fight the liberal cause that they often overlook fleshing out various aspects of an issue. This used to be the USP of the Hafta. If you had a panel with a wider outlook, issues like Sabri Mala or Balakot would have made for riveting debates. Unfortunately for the listeners, that was not to be. I believe majority of the Indians are actually centrists who don't carry the baggage of the either one of the above. Centrism is not moderate, but rather supports strength, open-mindedness, and policy based on evidence, not ideology. Centrism is not constrained by a liberal or conservative camp. Some notable examples are Great Bong, Arnabre, Anand Ranganathan, Shivarur, Pranab Roy, and Rahul Kamal. I would like to hear from the panel on their views on centrism. Can they name some centrist commentators in the media? Abhinandan liberalism. The names he has given are not centrist. No, we'll just talk about that. Abhinandan liberal. That's the, the what I'm no, saying. I mean, is not it, all of them. Problem. It depends some on where you are. Some prominent writers. It depends on where you are. Exactly what I feel. everyone feels that they are. Exactly, the, is where you're where standing. You are, is where your it becomes north, south, east, west. Abhinandan liberalism has lost lost its essence a long time ago. Dump it and embrace centrism. In the end, Hafta will be the real winner. Arun, I will embrace you first, and then Hafta will be the real winner. A for articulating so beautifully what you want to say. B for supporting news laundry and C, even though you disagree with a lot of, a lot of what I say, you still continue to listen to my bullshit. A, I will say this and then I'll pass it on to the panel. We'll start with Madhu and then Pooja and then the rest. But I just want to say one thing. A, the names you've taken, I see Rahul. I don't know if he's centrist of course. I don't think he has a position anything. He's like. He's a journalist. Pame e hoy te pame o hoy sab changa. Like time will like, tell. He will not even react to this woman in Bhopal who's just contesting whatever her, um, you know, the loony. Yeah. Now, the terror accused, the the the, the loon, the, the loon fest, you know, centerpiece. I mean, you can't not react to her. Now, I think there was one meme which very aptly showed what centrism. I don't believe centrism exists as a general kind of position. You can have a view on certain. Issues that have a center. For example, this meme was, and someone in India had read on it, and I retweeted that at the time. And I'll just explain. On one side, there is a bunch of people saying we want civil rights and equal rights for blacks. On the other side, there's a bunch of people saying we want blacks as slaves. And there's one person standing in the middle with a placard that says compromise. Like, and, no, and, no. And, and first and you said a, let Madhu speak first, and then you started no, speaking. No, I said I'll just give you my piece, then we'll go <laughs> to Madhu. Anna, my crowd says yes. So, <laughs> so and and that and the heading to that was, beware the idiot in the middle. On something like that, there is no center. So what is the center? Okay, we won't have slavery, but don't keep them in chains. Give them Sundays off. Like what is the center in that position? No, he said something. A sentence 
a phrase which was very important in his definition of centrist. Hmm. He said centrist is somebody open-minded who, who is open-minded, looks at the issues, and based on the evidence, takes the decision on what his position is. That if that is his de- decision, uh, that's his definition the- of centrist. I support that. I think if every individual did not take sides depending on that I'm a bhakt or I'm not a bhakt or I'm a cong- cong- Congress supporter, if you took it on the basis of issues. Then, if that's a centrist, then it would be a better world. But but then what? the examples that he has taken. Th- that's a problem <laughs> because I think his assessment of people who he thinks are centrists are people who are clearly reason. not. Yeah. Now, now okay. Rahul thing. is a journalist. He doesn't have a position. I think Shivaroor has a pro-army position, no matter what, which is fine. The rest, I beg no. to differ. They are clearly not. No. Also, uh, I won't centrist. call that centrist. I like what is to say. How have I arrived at my decision? Have I arrived at my position? Based on open-mindedness or ideology, who's to say? No, when I'll tell I you who's to say because if somebody, if you see an interview with uh, Akshay uh, Akshay Kumar interviewing um, Narendra Modi, and your assessment of that interview is not based on what you see in the interview, but only based that I'm a Modi supporter no matter what, or I'm a Congress supporter no matter what. So if I'm a Congress supporter, the the interview is crap, no, no. and if I'm a Modi supporter, it is brilliant. So that I think. Defines what a centrist is—that you look at the interview and assess it for what it is. I just think that's a wrong choice of word because what Arun is suggesting is that someone who has an open-minded view will have a middle position on things. He or she will not. You can have an extreme view and be open-minded. So liberal I think also has an open mind. Yeah. So I don't. I don't see how this is centrism. For example, now I define one kind of stupidity, which is that one people are saying let's kill blacks, other people are saying about equal rights. We say let's do a compromise. I'm in the center. There's no center there. Secondly, let's say at a time when the Nirbhaya rape happened, and the whole conversation was about rape laws and how there's such low conviction rate, and there's some dude who starts making an Excel sheet on the amount of people who have falsely been accused of rape. It may be true. Maybe well, I'll just finish. Let, uh, there may be twenty people who are falsely accused of rape, and that may be true. But at a time when this is the centerpiece. That is again not centrism. Again, according to me, that's stupidity. No, but it's I not think you're confusing context. what he's saying is different from what you're saying about this cartoon about slaves and and making a taking a central position. That cartoon uh, represents compromise. But a centrist does not represent compromise. It represents that I will look at at the evidence. Why is it called a centrist? I don't understand the word. What's a, what a centrist mean? Well, I'm going mean? by his definition. No, but you All also right? have to go by the I'm, word. No, the centrist. Has many different definitions. All right, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's basically somebody who will go either way. You hmm. also have right, right of the center and left. Of the you center. have right of center left. So definitions <laughs> are a difficult issue in terms of who defines them what. All right. For example, a leftist in America is actually uh, a centrist or a rightist in India. Yeah, of course, that is their leftist is totally not leftist. Mother, that's on econ- see on economic so issues. So on this, I think what he's saying is that uh, he supports a person who looks at the issues rather than goes by uh, an ideology, preconceived ideology, and a follower of one person. I got that. Again, sorry, I'll just now go around, but I just want to have one more piece of what this guy says. I, context is everything, according to me, Arun. In a context where people are being garlanded by cabinet ministers uh, who were convicted of killing a man f- on, on cow, in that context to point out that this has been happening for the last 50 years, in my view, is is just stupidity because it, that garlanding has not been happening. And as far as Arnab, I agree with you, he's a sensible person. 
I think you're confusing sensible with centrist. I think Arnab does not. I'm not talking about Goswami, but Ray does not defend the indefensible. Sometimes, you know, many of these people start defending the indefensible. But Arnab has also tweeted this. This side's tukre-tukre gang is the other side's intolerance. Fear-mongering and virtue signaling passes for analysis on channels. Again, it's a false equivalence. The tukre-tukre gang that Prime Time screams about is not equal to the intolerance debate. So, again, this is... There's something called monkey balancing. That's not centrism. Monkey balancing is, in my, in my view, stupidity. And it has nothing to do with the sensible take. Some people are sensible, some are not. They can be in the left, right. And also, if you're part of the BJP, you can be moderate or the extreme. But you're still part of an ideology. Like Vajpayee and Modi. Yeah, So, but the you two. still belong to an ideology. You can't be like in the universal cosmos, in the ether of space. I'm like floating in the center. In the center of what? So anyway, go ahead. Uh, uh, sorry, Pooja, you go ahead. Then uh, the ladies, then Anand. Um, I think I agree with what Madhu said. Uh, and I just add to it that uh, currently in India, I don't think uh, it's ideology, uh, you know, that is determining where people stand, uh, whether in the center or the left or the right. It, it is just one individual and, uh, you know, what they think of one individual. And uh, the same demonetization, if it was announced by uh, a government of another political color, people would have attacked it. But because it has been announced, uh, because it was announced and implemented uh, by somebody... Uh, uh, they support, uh, they approve of it, and they defend it. So uh, I really do not think people are taking ideological positions. I think they're just taking positions vis-a-vis -vis how they feel about a certain individual. But is there something as a centrist in your view? What What is a centrist? I think I uh, uh, I agree with what Madhu says. I My understanding is that a centrist is a person who doesn't always take a position uh, on the left or on the right, but decides what they feel uh, of a particular issue being discussed. And depending on that, their view may lean one way or the other. Never too far to the extremes, but a, a, a bit, you know, one way or the other, and probably determined by their circumstances and their personal uh, thinking about issues. But I, I don't think that, uh, you know, the, the compromise between the two extremes every every single time, I, I wouldn't say that is a centrist position. So I give you an example, like... I do not support people being killed for uh, transporting cows. Hmm. All right? I do not support a man who's suspected of having eaten beef even when he didn't being killed. I don't support that. But do I support Narendra Modi's uh, surgical strikes to on Balakot? Yes, I do. Hmm. So I'm not a rightist, but I still support him on yeah, that, that issue. That I support him on, on his uh, position on Pakistan. I do not, and I support him on many other issues also, including building toilets and all that, and the, what he said about women, the good stuff. Uh, but I may not support him in a lot of other things. So yeah, but it's not about him. It's about an issue. You 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 support so strikes on so A centrist, would, a centrist would support uh, on issue that I do support him on on Balakot. I do not support him on. Uh, uh, his position on keeping quiet is, when these, this the, violence takes place. But why is Modi the fulcrum of this? What I'm saying is, forget Modi. On That's the discourse. That's how things have come to be. Okay, anyway, is, but, is my but point. I'm not saying from Modi, uh, forget Modi, just on, on certain issues, there is no center on many issues. Uh, many? Yeah, there's, no center, yeah, there's no center on a rape. Yeah. There's no center the, 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 on that. Uh, so, a, and, and a woman has been attacked violently and like December some of the people he's named, There's no center in that at all. And some of the people he's named have tried to do a monkey balancing on issues where there is no center. Yes, so yes. I don't think that's at all no, centrist. People sensible. he's named, I think maybe he's not seen enough of them or read enough. Yeah. Anand, go ahead. First, uh, some clarity on what is centrist. 
So um, there is a technical definition of it also, which is quite different from what is now being seen in media discourse or even in social sciences. Now, census to begin with was a variant or uh, an invention of being right and left. So uh, the right uh, was status, status quoist, the conservative was, left was very radical. So the centrist was from piecemeal change piecemeal change, change uh, gradualists, uh, gradual change, not very um, ham-handed radical ideas or uh, or closing every possibility of change, but piecemeal change. Whole parliamentary democracy is rooted in centralism, change by legislation, uh, legislation, deliberation. Hmm. That is centrist. So, uh, but uh, with time, it changed its meaning, and uh, in economic sense, it means something different. It uh, uh, it uh, acquired a lot of other connotations. So, uh, but basically, centrist was that um, that piecemeal change, change, uh, gradual change. So that that is one thing. The second is, uh, uh, if you look uh, at centrist by, uh, through that lens, then uh, um, you would look uh, at centrism differently. Hmm. Uh, that, that is my first point. Second is that uh, I, I think examples, uh, examples have this, uh, uh, when you give examples of uh, any label, but whether it is rightist, leftist or centrist they may be uh, there is a lot of danger of them being the low hanging fruit examples mm. means examples which are easy to attack mm. where your intellectual victories are easy mm. so uh, one should uh, avoid examples when uh, uh, criticizing or eulogizing any label because mm. I- because if you are suppose a rightist or a centrist or a leftist you are more uh, uh, there's a lot of possibility you will uh, pick the weakest example to yeah, attack classic the, to, 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 to mm. attack the, the so uh, that is the third thing is for average people like us for uh, poor people like us we are not rich enough to afford a label so <laughs> so whoever pays me more i will be that if uh, a leftist pays me more i will be a leftist <laughs> if, if a rightist pays me i will be a rightist so i, I am in that category so centri- if a centrist pays me more i will be a centrist so I am too, uh, I am too p- poor to afford a label. So then, then, Raman then, sir. Then, then. No, I think I agree with the Anand more hmm. or less. I mean, he's defined it so well. Hmm. Uh, this is the academic definition hmm. of uh, sentence. But in, in this particular letter, I think he is completely confused with the examples. Hmm. Like Anand Ranganathan uh, is calling him the centrist. Hmm. Sorry. But again, on what issue? I don't know what the technical decision, but based on my worldview, there is no universal ether floating where there is a center. The center, like in the f- in the film, the the tango lesson, find your equilibrium, and you find your equilibrium in your context. So I'm afraid I I reject the whole centrist as as a theme. There is no such thing as centrist. People also confuse liberal with leftist. Yeah, you can uh, be. I mean, so that is another yeah. problem. 
So, thank you so much, Arun, for that email. I have a couple more emails which I will just read together. Then we can get back to the panel because I really want to get back on this Priyanka Gandhi not contesting in Banaras. And there's all sorts of fights on Twitter. And much as I criticize everybody for framing their debates based on Twitter, I just thought this one was too tempting to not also get a piece of. This email is from Gautam Bhaskar. He critiques Kishwar's um, opinion on the on Julian Assange from last podcast. Dear News on team, long-time subscriber and Hafta listener here. I'm writing to express my discontent at Kishwar Desai's comments on Hafta 222, specifically her critique of Julian Assange and the WikiLeaks publishing of the Manning leaks. The devastating WikiLeaks revelation, including the infamous collateral murder footage of the US military causing hundreds of civilian casualties, including women and children, the US State Department lobbying on behalf of American MNCs to kill minimum wage legislation, in an earthquake, ravaged Haiti, etc., are sobering enough to warrant, at the very least, a serious analysis of the implications of Assange's arrest on journalists working with whistleblowers in any capacity. I was disappointed to find out that Desai, notwithstanding her prolific writing and journalistic career, was ill-prepared and, dare I say, ill-equipped to comment on the topic. She constantly let her personal feelings of Assange take over, almost shouted down anyone who tried to interject and added nothing to the discussion apart from non-sequiturs like he was acting like a hero, he's not a real journalist, he was having a lot of fun. This is not to say she shouldn't ever be on the hafta. Just when you discuss a wide variety of topics that made news last week was perhaps not the right platform. I tend to agree with the other listener, RH, about doing book reviews or NL interviews with people whose expertise is limited and who have books to promote. Like Pooja! Although I disagree with their objection to Sodhita Mandal, who I thought was great. Much love from another run-of-the-mill Vides Dwelling male subscriber. What is Vides? V-I-D-E-S? Vides Dwelling? Does anyone know the meaning of Vides Dwelling? Okay, Vide. Maybe I'm missing something. I will continue to proselytize News Laundry to friends and family, albeit in my own introverted manner. Thank you, Gautam. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your mail. And uh, your feedback and views. Appreciate it. And Kapil has written a very f- small 50-word email. He says, Hi, News Laundry, you are doing a great job. I would like to make a suggestion. You should add a page on your website of equipment you need for production. Sort of an Indiegogo campaign. Surely many people would like to contribute. Keep up the good work. Kapil, thank you so much. We thought let's of doing a, that. Let's put a jib. The jib But right now we he have said just make a list. We can make a list, add a jib. We can just we have a crane <laughs> camera going everywhere. Uh, that, that is what I was going to tell Kapil ki we've election election So um let me start now. Raman sir, why don't you start? On this election, we are back to the election. This Priyanka Gandhi is now not contesting that Rai guy is contesting. Like, would it have been a good move in your view? Not that you ever do a tea leave gazing on election. And she wasn't going to contest. Why was she giving these cute smiles? Will you contest? What, what is it, drama? No, I think it was a kind of teaser. People uh, who are close to this family, they say that they do not, uh, you know, any, anything which is dramatic, they run away from it. The family runs away from it. Mm-hmm. And this this particular uh, case, would have uh, been very dramatic. It, it would have been very dramatic. So that is why I think she just uh, teased. I mean, when she said, if the party that's, says... That's a really good assessment because when there have been opportunities during their... Reg- uh, when they were in power, such as the protests against December 
uh, on December 16th mm. rape they were people were not protesting against the government but the government perceived it as that and rahul gandhi would have done well to have gone there and said i sympathize i understand but that's dramatic he was advised not to same thing happened in the anna hazare case people were saying why didn't he go there and talk to me it'll take the wind out of the sails but that again is too dramatic right so they always take a safe route uh-huh. i don't know ta- tearing up that legislation or that ordinance of manmohan singh and throwing it and rolling up his sleeve was quite a physical drama that was melodramatic that was crazy <laughs> that was so, so maybe one of the contradictions but impulsive, in this particular yeah, case impulsive and crazy because it was just so ill advised to do that to his own prime minister hmm. under and while he's out of the country uh, there was another and there's another view that if she had contested she would have uh, you know got a platform maybe even if she doesn't win uh you know she would have made uh, you know uh, some roadways into politics uh her stature would have come you know immediately just like uh, this guy tried uh, kejriwal tried mm. she don't so, have to face ki modi ne hara diya ha so yeah but theek hai what what you, you know, i just feel um, i'm not a political analyst but hmm. i just feel that as somebody who watches television and was watching all these reports of her having uh, which is teased, what makes you a political analyst just ha- having teased um, me as a viewer of uh, these news reports uh, my expectation was built up uh, about her uh, considering and um, assessing public mood on her uh, possibility of uh, contesting against the prime minister and then to uh, withdraw that and uh, suggestion and uh, bring in somebody somebody who's been their uh, contestant earlier too uh, seems to me like uh, she's developed cold feet i may be wrong maybe mm. it was all along uh, thought of as a strategy or whatever but the impression that i get is that she has developed cold feet and uh, she's not going to be able to dispel that and that i don't think gives her an advantage or her party an advantage in this election yeah anand okay two three things so what what would be the cost benefit analysis of her contesting there so the cost uh, would be that if she was defeated uh, by a huge margin so it would be a very de- demor- it would have a very demoralizing effect on congress workers by a huge margin a loss second is that in electoral strategies you always have this underestimation bias underestimation bias is that the strategists or even psychologists uh, are very keen on uh, the, the fact that they should be saying who will win or lose but they even if they know the margin of defeat they would not say because people will forget even if you uh, even if you fail or if you, even you, you if you are very wrong in saying the margin of defeat people will forget but they don't want to get the winner or loser wrong hmm. so uh, the internal assessment of the congress at the first uh, place would have been that the margin would not be great but now they are saying that uh, mr modi is unbeatable by a huge margin there that is uh, the second thing but the huge benefit of it for which i think congress was interested was that a very strategic one that varanasi votes on may 9 uh, on may 19th and by doing so 
even if Mr. Modi was confident of uh, winning it, he mm. would have been tied down to Varanasi. Yeah, he would have spent all his time. He would spend, say, at least seven, eight days out of the remaining 20 mm. days there, and it would have cur curtailed his campaigning throughout the country by a great deal. So that would have been a strategic benefit for Congress, but that has not been achieved by, as Pooja said, she, she developed cold feet. Maybe she was eager to fight, but Mr. Rahul Gandhi... I don't think, I think no, she was eager not, to Whether or not she developed cold feet, that's the impression as a viewer yeah, exactly. I get, get, and I think that she's already, they've already lost on that account yeah. so I all agree. the strategic I thinking one way or the other I think she has hasn't gone. developed but yes impression is such but uh, by Anand's thesis she could have been the ghatot kach to his Arjun now those of you who are good Hindus would know <laughs> the reference and the context that why ghatot kach was so important to save Arjun so she could have been that person and for those of you who are not good Hindus ghatot uh, Karan had the Shakti of Indra that was unstoppable, but he could only use it once. And whoever he'd use it for would die. So he had kept it for Arjun. And the only person who could vanquish that whole army and no one could take him on was Bhim's son Ghatotkach. So Ghatotkach is credited with having saved Arjun's life because had it not been for Ghatotkach, Arjun would have died. So thus my showing off my good Hindu credentials, all you fraud Hindus. Uh, I have a couple of announcements and I have one more email. Well, uh, those of you who have been complaining about our tech, you've been noticing our tech has started getting better. Uh, we do, uh, our podcast player doesn't crash. So we're still fixing a few glitches and because of that, we have taken down the paywall till all those glitches are completely fixed because a lot of you weren't being able to access the podcast even after having subscribed because the automated system of getting a subscription activated was sometimes acting up. That is why the podcast has been free for the last two episodes and as is this one so to kind of help us if you're not subscribing what you can do is tag 10 of your friends on the hafta post on twitter or facebook and then you can send us a screenshot we'll send you a t-shirt because you'll be spreading the word of hafta and news laundry so more people can subscribe so tag any 10 of your friends on twitter or facebook with a hafta post and send a screenshot to contact at newsline.com to get the free goodies also if you want to contribute you can paypal us to prashant at newsline.com if you don't want to use the credit card or the debit card on our website you can paypal us at prashant at newsline.com now coming to other election related stuff delhi since we're sitting in delhi um and punjab sunny deol joining uh, gautam gambir contesting madhu you start is i what are your views of all these stars and is it desperation or is it smart i think it's crazy that's all there is to it. I mean, last minute, me kisi ko dal do. But wo, matlab, Sunny these are people have no history of any knowledge of governance or politics or what. So I don't know. I mean, it's really. I, no, this I'm is the way they try to kill anti-incumbency and uh, bring in new faces and especially the ones who can ride on their popularity. So cricketer can ride on his popularity as a cricketer. Hmm. The boxer will. Do the same. Boxer, not so actor. Evo, lagta boxer. Sunny Deol. No, but do people no, vote? No, no, Sunny Deol. Acha, Vijayendra. No, if you are a fan of a cricketer, would you yeah. vote for him politically? I would never vote for him. No, would norm average yeah, people do it? You would vote for someone you recognize. That's yes, all. Average people do it. 
You know, in 2004, I had covered Mr. Dharmendra's campaign in Bikaner. That sounds so strange, na, Mr. Dharmendra, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, everywhere he went, uh, people told him. I went with him. I mean, I trailed his convoy for many of his meetings, and I found pe- local people telling him that uh, they had everything they needed. The only thing that they expected from their MP uh, was a drinking water facility. The uh, Bikaner is a constituency that has huge. Uh, Mm. Uh, drinking water problem and the reason he had been chosen was because apparently there is a presence of jarts in Bikaner uh, and uh, so he, at every public meeting these are small meetings with 150 200 people he would uh, get onto the stage and he would uh, uh, reel off dialogues from Shole and he would say that uh, I'm going to climb onto a water tank uh, when I go to parliament like I climbed onto a water tank in the film Shole I would go and tell Atal ji Atal ji mere gaon walon ko pani de do hmm. otherwise uh, you know I'm going to jump off My and things like that and Atal ji chakki pissing and pissing and people really loved that and he won uh, but for years after that i used to get calls from people i had quoted in my story who had taken down my number and i taken their numbers and they said you know he never visits us uh, and he just never comes and can you convey a message to him and uh, you know did that he win again i think he never fought again after no, that never fought again. i see hmm. so i think that's pretty much how it goes it, it's pretty much the same with him amalini and uh, mm-hmm. she just never visits uh, her constituency the tanki wala dialogue wahan bhi bola abhi bhi bola yeah, but shatrughan keeps winning he's been winning for no Hmm. हाँ बताओ वट इज यू इट इज अ डिफरेंट पटना साहिब ही विन्स नॉट बिकॉज इनिशियली ही वॉन्ट बिकॉज ही वॉज अ फिल्म स्टार बट दैट बट दैट फैक्टर वैन आफ्टर पटना साहिब इज अ कॉन्स्टिट्यूंसी विच इज हैज अ वेरी हाई पॉपुलेशन ऑफ कास्ट लाला लाला इज नॉट इन डेली इन कास्ट आर मे बी इन पंजाबी द भटनागर्स इक्विवेलेंट ऑफ भटनागर्स द कास्ट सो इन बिहार दे कॉल कास्ट लाला सो इट हैज़ अ वेरी हाई पॉपुलेशन ऑफ कास्ट एंड बी जे पी ऑलवेज फील्डेड हिम देर ही वुड फाइंड इट वेरी वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू विन दिस इयर नॉट बिकॉज ही इज नॉट बी जे पी कैंडिडेट ही डज नॉट हैव द बैकिंग ऑफ द कार्डर and also uh, because our rival caste leader ravi shankar prasad is being fielded there though both are though both are very from very elite families both are absent is in the same way as dharmendra was and but uh, i think the caste factor and lot of mobilization by bjp made things easy for students in this year not but uh, there is a factor which may help him the sabotage of uh, and the third caste leader that is rp sinha who is a very close confidant of mr nitish kumar and he was denied a ticket so bjp is trying to persuade him from not uh, engineering a sabotage otherwise satudan sinha is gone this year acha Hmm. you usually don't predict an no, election no, but let's see uh, that's uh, if the sabotage does not materialize there is no way he is winning acha madhu what is your view on the vijender gupta sorry vijender gupta bol raha hu the boxer vijender singh and and no, no no i mean he said everything 
Raman sir? I said it. Uh, no, one thing also that in a city like Delhi, the national parties like Congress and BJP have not uh, um, developed a kind of uh, public contact or uh, the visibility of public representative or a kind of civic culture where politician is seen. Unlike, say, Mumbai, where Shiv Sena, for whatever it is, has a very robust public culture of civic representative you can see them in every nooker they have mm. a committee and That's this true. and this facelessness of political national political parties in a civic space like delhi gets reflected in these uh, borrowed candidates from uh, say film film but the world only or one who has that ubiquitous presence but his faceless is the Radha Swami Satsang Bias. I see the boards everywhere, even in Delhi, no matter where you're going. <laughs> so, Babaji, you have a contestant election. Now, Shvindra Who's now leading the Radha Swami? Uh, I think they're one of their father-in-laws. Um, okay, I have another mail. This is Bharat Gudiyal. says, Gudihal. Hi, Hafta team. I'm going to be honest and say that I'm writing this mail impulsively after getting out of the shower. Well, as long as you're clean, Bharat, because we don't take dirty mails. Like many people, I spent my time in the shower mulling over and analyzing things, so I apologize in advance if I start to ramble. This is also my first email to the podcast, so I'm excited. But first of all, I know you're not in India because otherwise you wouldn't have the luxury of standing in the shower so long. I've been a subscriber for around three years now, and Hafta is legitimately my favorite podcast and the highlight of the week. So keep up the good work. The topic I want to talk about is a large divide between right-leaning and left-leaning journalists and the constant bickering I see among them on Twitter. Cue Abhinandan's standard comment about Twitter. Well, I won't make it this time. The thing I've noticed is that people attach motive to things implying that people know the truth and are blatantly lying or misleading the public. I may be naive, but I see it as people's natural biases kicking in and then sharing their view of the world. It especially saddens me to see people like Ranga Uncle, Jaggi, Swati Chaturvedi, Shivam Vij, etc. Just to name a few. Use dehumanizing language when referring to people who don't see things the same way. Calling people vipers, vermin, etc. Are these people really so blinded that they cannot differentiate between points of view and legitimate attempts to mislead? Or am I wrong that this is all some giant conspiracy that I can't see? A naive and sometimes optimistic subscriber, Bharat. So Bharat, thank you for the mail. Do you know they're making a film after you? It's starring uh, Salman Khan. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree with you, uh, dehumanizing language, but I just think Twitter is uh, where uh, online disinhibition syndrome kicks in. Time magazine's done a cover story on this, so things you wouldn't ordinarily say, you say on Twitter because there's no immediate reaction. So sometimes I've noticed people who are really nasty and, uh, you know, obnoxious on Twitter when you meet them face-to-face are very nice. So I still believe face-to-face interface... Or they dodge you. No, they're just nicer. No, yeah. no, I have a relative who's been, who was abusing me face? on Twitter. Mm. And um, I went to a family dinner. It was a big dinner. And every time I inched close to her, she would just dash off to the other side of the room. And yeah, she'd been busy abu- abusing me, calling me noxious, this, that, and everything. <laughs> and I warned her once. I said, you know, I block people who, who label, uh, put labels stuck on me. You are no one to define me, so watch it. But yeah, I may, I agree with you, Bharat, on, on Twitter people. It's their worst. I think people are their worst on Twitter. So I would not take that as the default setting of people. But anyway, panel, tell us what you think on, on Bharat's view. 
anyone no they can be uh, their best also because anyway it's a public domain so the words they don't uh, they use in conversation they would not use there it depends on person to person hmm. yeah, because uh, whatever be the uh, suspension of innovations but uh, at the end of the day it's a public domain everyone is seeing what you are writing so yeah. people are very careful also what they write um sometimes i think play up to a gallery because these days it's become a legitimate um career to be a tv debater i think uh, manisha did a piece on that and like you were saying na puja that i'm not an analyst i was like dude of course you are if you watch tv you're an analyst the punawala brothers ab sohel seth nahi hai ab sohel seth pehle sohel seth aur wo hota tha kya naam bhat ka baap alia ka um mahesh bhat वो अपनी ऐसी कच्छ ऐसे वो खुजाता रहता था और ऐसे बैठा हुआ अभी डेनिम शर्ट में आई थिंक निधि मैंने कहा पहले तो यार धोके तो आ जा जांगी और अंडर आर्म पिट और वो खुजाता रहता उसके बाद लोगों ने कहा ये तो बड़ा डी क्लास है तो सूट बूट में आ गया सोहेल सेठ कुछ जी किस पर बहस हो रही है इकोनॉमी पर हाँ सोहेल से को बुला लो अच्छा किस पर बहस हो रही है ब्रांडिंग पर सोहेल को बुला लो किस पर बहस हो रही है जो मोदी के उसको सोहेल को बुला लो अब सोहेल के बदले कई लोग ऐसे आ गए हैं मतलब जो टीवी पैनल में बैठे रहते हैं किसी बार भी हमारे भी मित्र हैं कई जो कुछ भी किसी भी पैनल में कुछ भी बहस हो वहाँ पहुँच जाता है तो पूजा जी आपको reforms when you mm. talk about economic policy they first become twitter personalities and then they so that is what also twitter is being used for actually and then this uh, by the way i'm going to come after this i want to discuss something of grave importance and uh, you will have a view on this puja i'm sure because this is a very serious discussion and i honestly am conflicted on this Uh, because what does normalizing mean so please think about this i'll read the two mails and I'll come back to you and i'll start with you this time madhu without anything to say on this normalizing about what pragya thakur is a candidate right whether she is accused of terrorism she has said stuff like humne wo dhancha giraya she is but she is a candidate i didn't see her up there so, on the dhancha so in any of the footage but, but she is there if a woman was up there we would have caught it <laughs> no no she is saying she was part of the mob but whether she was no, or she wasn't said man, dhancha ke upar khade ho ke acha she said that garv se kaise gaya she is daring but that's I mean, okay no, if, if modi ka she daring yeah footage mein to aana chahiye if the woman up on the you think the camera people wouldn't have caught her madhu if modi can say ki obama aur main na good friend hu tu kya the bulata hai mujhe tu tha kyunki wo hindi seekh liya और या तो मोदी जी ने इंग्लिश नहीं सीखी क्योंकि उनको पता नहीं यू इज देर इज यू नो द सेकंड पर्सन प्रोनाउन देर इज आप मैंने मौन धारण किया हुआ है तो ही क्लिक फोटोग्राफ एंड पोड ऑन ट्विटर दैट शी इज डूइंग मॉन सो शी कैन नॉट टॉक टू मी दैक्यूजेशन वॉज यू नॉर्मलाइजिंग समन हु इंटरव्यूड हर यूर नॉर्मलाइजिंग हर नाउ आई डू थिंक दैट इज अ वेरी सॉफ्ट बट बिकॉज ऑफ हर credentials or lack of them or her notoriety how does a journalist engage with someone like this without normalizing her whatever that means so that's what i'm going to come to think about that uh, i have these two emails this one is from cv anthony hey cv hi i renewed my nl account after a while thank you for your money it pays for bijli which has gone twice so far but it pays for the rest great to be back and listen to the hafta i've heard abhinandan state in an earlier hafta podcast that he invites many right wing journalists and commentators on the show but they refuse to come so is it possible for newsland to name the ones who have been invited or who will be coming in a future episode and the reasons they don't show up if you can subscribers should be made aware and cowards right wingers must be known 
another issue i have with news laundry is that as soon as i subscribe you release free hafta episodes so is there a plan to guarantee that subscribers get certain numbers of paid content or is it only monthly ideally paid subscribers should get four hafta episodes after all the feeling is genuine of listening to free content when you just paid to keep news free your own tagline and after that he's given a link to a song from the 80s or 90s and 90s ka hoga on channel b paisa ye paisa ke mujhe mil jo chahe thoda paisa aisa aisa that song he sent well antony i'll tell you um first of all i don't want to name the people who don't show up because if they don't want to be i mean that much respect i think i have to give but yes we invite many people who don't come personally i think they don't come because on twitter the kind of stuff they defend face to face very difficult to defend those positions you know just like when you're trying to do a monkey balancing between a sadhvi pragya and you know some other petty criminal uh, or you know sometimes you it's very difficult to defend the garlanding of gobax cause on twitter there's no pushback and typically i could be wrong and i'd be happy to be corrected some very ridiculous positions taken because of what pooja was saying because of wanting to support modi it's difficult to defend those face to face that's why they don't show up that's my view as far as the free haftas concerned like i was saying we are sorting out a bunch of tech glitches uh, one of the things that we are incorporating is you can also subscribe directly through facebook which is not possible right now once all that is done everything will go behind the paywall then you will uh, not be able to you know view this without paying or listen to it without paying but so that's why but thanks for your for your feedback and thank you for your subscription yeah so madhu you please start i'll save the last two mails for the end what i said is you what said, is normalizing what, you like, said, what do you do how do you how does a journalist interview someone like sadvi without the accusation you're without normalizing such a yeah. extreme position i don't think it's possible to normalize any politician i think a journalist just does his job asks the question uh, questions and uh, that word normalizing i think when you interview anybody uh, i th- a lot of viewers uh, come up with this that why did you give this person a platform hmm. i don't think when you interview someone you're giving them a platform as long as there's pushback and you're not accepting everything this exactly saying. so you're not necessarily giving them a platform But without pushback with us no you have to push back at all you know whatever anyone says regardless of your own political position you have to question no matter what point is that there have been two three times when i was told to stop giving a platform to the pakistani ambassador mm. because we used to go to him when something happened there was a border this thing or whatever there was disagreement or some shouting going on between india and pakistan we would try to we would go in interview and i was told that listen they don't give any platform to the indian ambassador or indian politicians or whatever why are we giving him a platform when but usually i would find that the journalist would give the pakistani ambassador as a good rebuttal on everything that he said so i think as long as that's there as long as the balance is created by the journalist i think it's okay okay puja what what do you what is But normalizing makhan, how do you not makhan normalize makhan interviews a bad journalism in any case so it's not about normalizing it's just yeah. bad journalism mm-hmm. i uh, i wouldn't i don't know you know how people normalize i think when you approach uh, uh, a terror accused who's also a candidate for a for a general election seat or anybody else for that matter uh, your brief is uh, that you have to bring out their uh, plan 
their personality, what they've done in the past, what they plan to do in the future, uh, positive or negative, whatever it is, you have to pose the questions and they give you the answers and then, you know, the the viewers or the readers uh, make an impression about the individual. In case of terror-accused Sadhvi Pragya, uh, you ask the questions that are relevant to her candidature, to what she has done before she got nominated by her party and what she, you know, what she thinks she can contribute uh, uh, she may you know she may say that she's going to bring down even more masks than she has whatever it is let us say that and that'll help people make their decisions uh, but if you're going to focus not on these uh, and more softer questions uh, uh, such as i remember in the case of yogi adityanath uh, you know he was sitting with monkeys who were his pets and you know mm. things like that uh, then you are sort of diverting from the core issues uh, relevant to an election and a selection of a candidate. Yeah. And You're doing him because of his monkey yeah, fetish or whatever. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so uh, I'd say, you know, uh, some bit of, you know, what we used to call in the good old days, the mood and the color, you know, mm. is essential to every copy and every interview. But that can't be the core of it. And I find uh, with most journalists and most such interviews, these things dominate and, and and i think that's why journalists get accused of normalizing uh, uh, you know anand sir two things first is uh, the i agree with her that uh, the person interviewing a controversial person is not important the person who is being interviewed is important and uh, the uh, the readers or the uh, viewers want to listen to the person being interviewed not uh, uh, i am uh, interested in what she has to say not not uh, what how hard this inter- person interviewing is so and in this age when you have preconceived ideas about the political inclinations of the journalists it uh, becomes very easy to pigeonhole them that uh, this will be this kind of interview this will be this kind of interview now uh, in that case it is important that you ask questions controversial questions on which uh, for which she is a controversial figure um, but Uh, it is not a debate to be settled in an interview hmm. it is a platform for her to convey her views about certain questions to the viewers and you to <laughs> challenge those so that she has to really explain uh, them or think so, them through uh, but there are journalists uh, uh, there are very pliable journalists but there are also journalists who convert it into a kind of boxing game like like i am hard let 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 me the current harper school of interviewing so uh, now that is also not advisable in that way now second hmm. second sec- 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 is that normalization now we have uh, in the last hafta discussed uh, why uh, how uh, i see her candidature as mm. means uh, uh, my analysis of that why bjp uh, right. made her candidate so it was uh, an analysis and my analysis of uh, um, the information asymmetry on which bjp worked uh, that way now but in an election uh, i think this accusation is unjustified that why you are covering a candidate Yeah. I mean, she's, a candidate, she's a candidate at the end of the day bhopal is a lok sabha constituency she is uh, one of the chief contenders there you have to cover her so uh, and and yeah. she is the motif mm-hmm. for something yes. so raman sir 
I think in TV the color color is all that matters. So if if uh, on all the TV, uh, not that I support it, but, but in TV what I see, uh, what I see that uh, Rahul Kaval is playing cricket with that La- Lalu's son, the who was a cricketer. So he's he's playing cricket with him and interviewing <laughs> him. So 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 uh, likewise with Pragya, you would like to see her feeding cows. Okay, this is what all we saw on TV. But having said that, I think people like Pragya, uh, they are, you know, they are antidote in themselves. I mean, you whatever question you ask, but she has to speak, uh, you know, her mind. Hmm. For example, I mean, I think one of the interviews that I saw where, where she's talking about, uh, you know, if antique clock wise, if you caress a cow, I don't have a problem with that. So, so what I'm saying that uh, this people, normalizing ki jor thi no, but people went crazy that you know making fun of her about your BP will come down if you hmm. do this. I think there's a lot to be said where petting, uh, stroking an animal or a loved one does help calm you, you mentally and sure, calm you down absolutely. and all that. So, because she's been branded as this. Uh, you know, crazy, sadhvi, you know, mm. BJP, saffron, yes, everything that she says has become so mockable. I think if you take it out of her context and put it with somebody else, say... Shashi Tharoor, let's take the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, and Shashi Tharoor said Says, that, you, you know, know I, when I, when I, when I, I stroke my, my, my thesaurus first. When I, when I uh, stroke my, no, no, my not, cat uh, or my dog, it's not it brings blood no, pressure down. It's case, acceptable. But I think there is this sort of snob no, in value. Her, no, in her case, I think why it is an issue is that uh, she is a terror accused. By giving her a chance to portray, let me say, you know, for want of a better word, a softer side where she's... Uh, talking about Which things that are coming, hmm. you know, it helps her change her image of being a terror accused. And in that sense, the journalist has helped her do that. We don't know how true no, it Pooja, is. I disagree because somebody who sees, uh, who will see her as a terror accused and sees her suggesting that you stroke a cow backwards and it'll bring your blood pressure down, will see that as a joke and highly mockable. Nobody's minds are going to change. You know, so I don't think that that's an, a valid issue in but, the sense but, uh, that you're normalizing her. I'm not her saying they succeed, but isn't that the attempt? I don't think so. I think Rahul Kanwar or whoever journalist does not, is not in control of what she might suggest. She might suggest jump into the Ganga and Rahul might do it. But the point is that she, he had no control of that, what she was going to say about the cow. Yeah. He didn't know that she was going to say that. So I think it's unfair to blame the journalist for no, normalizing no. her because no. he has no control of what she's going to pop up with. Uh, Raman, that's sir, what, that's what I was saying. That on whatever question you ask Pragya... So she will just speak out her mind. I mean, she has karkare in her mind. Mm-hmm. The things which are dominating her mind are karkare, cow, mandir. But so this, this is all that she speaks. You know, whatever what she said about ask. karkare and the curse she put on him ah. was in such bad, 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 bad karma, bad taste, bad everything. It's not what... No, but, but to Let me speak in her language. It's not what a good Hindu would do. But there's the reverse example is the one you keep giving of uh, Mr. Jayant Sinha, hmm. you know, a very different image, but garlanding, hmm. uh, you know, hmm. um, I think those accused of murder. Not just accused, uh, convicted. Convicted of, of murder. Uh, so uh, I think um, the reverse also works, no? We all did change our view of him uh, after, yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, so exactly. Mm. So that that itself. So it's a good I, point. I do think there is normalizing does happen, and it happens like Pooja described when you your identity is something else, but you are t- which is what basically the non-political interview. I mean, who was fooled? It was not a non-political Akshay Kumar's. It was just so. I'm so cute. 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 वो वो तो सब करते हैं यार वो एक तो यू नो रोमांटिसाइजिंग एवरीथिंग एंड ट्विटर पे लोग आर्ग्यू कर रहे हैं कि भाई चो भाई आई मीन आई आई डोंट यूजली यू नो टॉक अबाउट आई वेंट फ्रॉम एक्स स्कूल ऑफ वाई स्कूल चौक से पीटी शू साफ करने डून स्कूल में ही करते थे ये कोई गरीबों का कोई वो सब करते हैं क्योंकि सब लेजी होते हैं क्योंकि जब पीटी के लिए पाँच मिनट बजे होते हैं आप धो सकते नहीं सूखेंगे नहीं तो आप क्लासरूम में चौक लेकर कलर करते थे तो ये ऐसा नहीं कि ओह हम बेचारे वही करते सब करते थे Excellent. Then you could. I will not say. But <laughs> <laughs> but no. But what the point I'm making is. We had white shoes. That there is. Twelve rupees ka juta tha. No, but there is something to be said about normalizing. And I think like Bilkis Banu, who has been given fifty lakhs by the court, because she was failed by the state, and that man like Vanzara, who the government of Gujarat is not giving, you know, uh, the permission to investigate or prosecute. men who have been accused of murder cold blind murder the establishment and the police and the victim of that abilkis banu as a journalist if i went to interview bilkis banu knowing her history and i went to interview sadhvi pragya knowing her history it would not be the same and that is what i think is normalizing if you treat both those the same and it is just an interview the question i ask bilkis banu acha so you were raped gang raped during a riot and your entire family was killed so now tell us what you think acha sadhi pragya okay you think you this that person should have died and you know this terrorist so no no every interview has to be different if you're a good journalist in the context of who that person is and what their history is and in so far i think many journalists are normalizing pragya sorry go ahead yeah what i was saying is that you know uh, the the case of the prime minister and uh, mr akshay kumar uh, you know if he had answered all questions about his government policy record etc and then something like this is done then perhaps it's you know uh, acceptable but since this this seems like a diversion to substitute for silence or and a lack of scrutiny else. on the other uh, side of his uh, um, uh, record uh, it's difficult to take it uh, you yeah, know very well articulated. Yes, uh, no. You mentioned Sasi Tharoor in some context, so <laughs> no. Uh, so I want to draw a parallel. Now, Mr. Tharoor wrote a book, uh, Why I Am a Hindu. Hmm. Uh, so and then uh, Anand Ranganath, uh, Anand Vardhan read it. I read it. Um, uh, He says like with the. S- No, no. It, it, it was a um, Mr. Tharoor earlier when he started writing. He wrote two, three good books. Yes. After that, he is now a, a book a year industry. Mm. So, uh, if you read his books, you get a feeling how easy it is for some people to get published. Mm. Because now, what I'm saying is that he wrote a book, Why I Am a Hindu, and then Hindol Shen Gupta was giving a talk, Why I Am a Hindu in Jaipur or somewhere. So I was uh, seeing. Twitter. Some people making fun of him. That uh, doesn't he know that he's a Hindu? Doesn't he know? And nobody was questioning that. Uh, 
it is not a point of question. I am not saying a question. So why some same scrutiny is not for Mr. Tharoor? Mm. And and in Mr. Tharoor's book, I am not saying that anyone who knows Sanskrit should only speak on Hinduism. But he ha he has all second-hand reading. He quotes Dr. Radha Krishnan, Hindu view of life, and some Oxford and Cambridge scholars who were Sanskrit scholars. And at least Mr. Hindols and Gupta knows Sanskrit, and he knows scriptures. He 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 is translating on his own. The primary uh, He has gone through the rigor of mastering a difficult language like Sanskrit. Mr. Tharoor has not done any of that, and he is writing why, uh, why I am a Hindu, and hmm. and people are very cool with it. Okay, yes, and, and Mr. Uh, Hindolson Gupta was mocked at. Now th this is kind of uh, a, a kind of anomaly which is in in the media discourse that I see. Well, yes. I think there might be a possibility that um, people are bored with the annual book. So not much attention is being paid. <laughs> no, actually his book was reviewed. <laughs> also, it's so much easier seeing a talk. Okay, I'm going to read two more mails and I'll have your views on that. Then we'll be winding up. So please keep your recommendations ready. But before that, I will be asking you to give me some instance. Uh, the, and I had said right in the beginning. Actually, let me ask you that question first. Then I'll get to the emails. I said, ask you about demonetization. So you said he didn't listen to the advice around him, Mr. Modi. And... Now, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I'm a huge fan of NPR. I think they have the best economics podcast in the world. A man called Anil Bokil claims to be the brain behind demonetization, that he had made a presentation to the prime minister, and he's also uploaded his presentation and, um, you know, how that happens. And there is on record that he was close to the PM and he had the PM's ear. A, how many people do you still know who th still defend demonetization? Because I have a friend who's a hardcore BJP supporter. He's a, a, a consultant, a banker, whatever Booz Allen does in New York. And a lot of these NRAs in New York are big time bhakts. And he keeps defending demonetization. I'm, I'm like, your clients are fucked. Your bank is just going to sink. Do you know anyone who defends demonetization? And is this true from your research? This Anil Bokil is the guy who suggested and PM said, haan, balle, balle. Uh, I seriously do not know a single person who defends uh, demonetization now. Hmm. Uh, even the government has gone silent, and I think there is some uh, uh, there's some internal understanding that they're not supposed to uh, uh, talk about demonetization at all. Uh, about Mr. Bokil, I've met him, and he had um, uh, given several uh, suggestions to the BJP before uh, the uh, they they were voted to office, and I think later on also he was allowed he was, to make presentations yes. to groups of secretaries, uh, most of those recommendations did not um, uh, clear the scrutiny of bureaucrats. Uh, in the case of demonetization in my book, I leave it an open question. I don't know who suggested it and I do not name him Mr. Bokil. But let's assume that he did since he's saying that he did. I think he later on said that it was implemented and designed in a way which, which was not his recommendation and it was worse than, it was handled worse than what even his recommendation was. Hmm. Uh, point number one. And point number two, uh, so if I'm the Prime Minister and I have on the one side Mr. Bokil and uh, hmm. everything known about him hmm. and his experience of public policy, etc. Uh, and on the other hand, I have written advice and oral advice uh, from the Reserve Bank of India, uh, from bureaucrats in the Finance Ministry who've been there, done that. 
uh, and I decide to ignore them and go along with Mr. Bokil, uh, then the responsibility is completely mine as Prime Minister. Right. And uh, let's not forget that uh, Dr. Raghuram Rajan has uh, written in his book that he explained the economics of demonetization if it were to be implemented to Mr. Modi personally uh, and knowing pretty well what it would do to the economy, uh, Mr. Modi decided to go ahead with it. So, uh, mm. you know, he has decided to take this decision and whoever recommended it, I don't think it's their responsibility. I think it's completely Mr. Modi's responsibility. I, mean, I think I will definitely read your book because I'm fascinated by all these little things that happened. But please keep your recommendations um, on standby. I just have a couple of emails to read. After that, we shall wind up this podcast. This one is from Dhiraj. He gives feedback. Two lines on last hafta, the dichotomy of what's taught to British and Indian students. Whereas British students do not know about the atrocities of the British Empire, Indian students are not taught the fact that a major reason why India became independent is because Britain did not have the money to sustain India. Oh, and yeah, we still owe Pakistan money for the partition. Of course, we were not wrong in keeping the money as they attacked us in 1947. And hell, either students do not know that 75% of the British Imperial Army was Indian. Hell, British Indian Army won the Allied powers the war and we don't even acknowledge it in India. Mahatma Gandhi, the greatest human being to walk the earth despite his flaws. Disclaimer, not a fan. I will give you. I think he was the greatest politician India ever had. I thought you were rational. I'm an atheist and would like to tell you this exactly. This is exactly how humans are made into gods by ignoring their flaws. Case in point, by ignoring Modi's flaws. Isn't he now God for many? Yes, I support Modi, but I hate this kind of people. Adulation of him, Jalata, MGR, and even Kejriwal or Hazare. On Anil Ambani endorsing Deora, Are bhaiya, he's a businessman and only thing that business has in mind is profit and his business flourishing. Talking about business, are you ignoring the demise of Jet Airways on purpose or is it not newsworthy enough for Hafta? Had said this earlier, Josie Joseph would be a good panelist for Jet and raffle discussion. I bring the Jet discussion out because Naresh Kohl might have made his money like Malia but his company is floundering because of draconian aviation laws and taxes. A good story to find the details behind what went wrong with Jet. Dheeraj, I agree with you that everyone has flaws. In fact, I have myself criticized Bapu on many issues, including the one I keep harping on when he told the the buys of Banaras that they were impure and they could not join the freedom struggle. I think he was a chauvinist. I think uh, he treated Bab poorly. I also think he was a product of his time. So no, I don't defend everything he says, but I do think he's the greatest human being to walk the earth uh, as human beings go, but a human being nonetheless with failings. As far as Josie is concerned, yes, hopefully you will see him on the media rumble this time. We didn't purposely avoid the Jet Airways uh, demise. I just think there were such exciting stuff like Pragya Shagya were happening. So we just, but since Pooja's here, Pooja, could you just comment on it? You're an expert. No, Vivek uh, wrote on. Oh, Jet. yeah, we wrote a piece on oh, this. In fact, not we, Vivek wrote. We've carried a piece on that. expert. <laughs> <laughs> He may have like the Feast that of Vultures. has done well, pretty well. No, Josie's book, A Feast of Vultures, is a fantastic book on, on, on Jet and Naresh. We should call him. Yeah, we will. In fact, we'll call him soon. Karthik, please note. But uh, while he may have made money in a lot of questionable ways, as Josie suggests, and he's facing a thousand crore suit, did. So, you know, what, what Dheeraj was saying was all that aside, but Jet died because of bad policy which is not connected to how crooked Naresh may or may not be. Do you agree? Jet also succeeded because of crooked policy and the crookedness of its owner. So um, what I'd say is that um, given Mr. Goyal's connections and ability to influence decision makers in government, if he really wanted to save his airline, he would have. I suspect uh, it suits him for Jet to go down the way it has. 
strategy to uh, make his airline a success and uh, you know when it faces um, shocks Headwinds, pull through it turbulence I don't, I don't like those words at all but uh, you know pull 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 through it uh, is a little hard to believe uh, you know he could have really put things pulled things together no, but puja is possible that somebody who has the smarts to create policies to lobby to do all that may not have the skills to run actually run an airline which requires different skills. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is that uh, uh, he'd been running the airline rather well, only it was not in profits. And uh, uh, once the losses were mounting, I, uh, I, I have serious doubts that he did not have the resources to bring in new investors, more money uh, better level, managers yeah, better decision making mm-hmm. to streamline you know it's a very high cost yeah. airline yeah. it's not a low cost airline if you're Narish if you're huh? CEO give you <laughs> CEO give you as CEO of of you know a, a struggling company uh, no seriously if you want to see a really good jet cup you have to see uh, Shekhar Gupta of the print doing a video explainer of it If it's about four minutes, three minutes, Mr. Gupta tells us what a good friend he is of Naresh Goyal. And how Naresh Goyal is a very good friend. And how they met many important people together. And then I think he throws in something about Jet some in the last 30 seconds. You are so unfair to Shekhar. <laughs> Dude, you got to see You're that. You're totally unfair to Shekhar. Okay. You guys, you guys watch. Letters, many of them are pretty good. So, but this is not one of them, I'm afraid, Mr. Kripal. This is, <laughs> it's more about how good friends he and the... Uh, Prakash Air has written a 500 word mail so I'm not going to read the whole thing but I'll just tell you what Prakash says he's talking about um, you know our last uh, well not last episode but the episode before that when we were discussing you know when Sudipta was here and we were discussing how people of low caste are treated and the whole Chuda Chamar slur so Prakash says that he used to hear it once in a while even his mother used to use it if his cupboard was dirty but he didn't uh, hear it in the in, in the context of a sexual deviant or just because someone is called a violent brutish man it was a sexual deviant leading a thug life uh, it being referred to for logas only so he's wondering because he grew up in delhi if that's the case in many parts of the country well prakash it is actually because certain characteristics were only assigned to that caste so even using that even though it wasn't a casteist term itself 
had casteist connotation i think that's what sudeep was talking about and uh, yeah um, we'll put this mail up 500 mail and you can read what prakash has to say and one thing prakash says is that the african american and dalit same same is a lazy equivalence because a lot of dalit voices are inspired by many african american like malcolm x and stuff he says this sounds a bit like meb he n word when it comes to dalits 9 out of 10 stories are about intercaste romance problems and that's how you know movies like fandry and sarat were too which is not the case with blacks well actually i think pop culture has has only that angle of casteism but i think the lived experience is a lot more than that angle so prakash you're an ayer my mother's an ayer so i think um, i'll go with sudipto's lived experience cuz i know the the ayer of part of my family still doesn't allow certain people into the kitchen so yeah that's that um so let's get the recommendations going let's start with raman and then yeah. to our guest uh first of all our political coverage uh, we have filed some very good stories so i would recommend goro story today yeah goro story on the supreme on, court uh, on the supreme court nicely written yes and uh, there is since pragya has been talking about karkare so there is a documentary by anand patwardhan uh, called reason uh, which is available on youtube uh, since pragya has been talking about karkare she is dumping she had given a shrap and And that's how she he died. So Can please Can we give her a list of people she should do that? Yeah, to? maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> please watch episode 14 so and 15. So who cursed her that she ended up in jail? <laughs> please uh, watch episode 14 and 15 to hmm. get the real picture you know on Karkare. Madhu, your recommendation? Yeah, uh, my recommendation is uh, uh, from Long Reads very interesting piece called None of the President's Men uh, writing about how journalism is different today. as compared to when uh, Woodward and Bernstein did the Watergate story okay and how editors treat stories differently how they treat journalists differently it's quite an eye opener anand sir okay <laughs> two recommendations one about something that we didn't discuss the terror attacks in sri lanka yeah so uh there is a piece in the spectator by barbara boland about uh, islamist islamic terror and left's uh, pret jailed that is twisted language so he does see uh, does a um, media analysis of uh, american media scene and uh, how american publications and televisions channels despite is claiming it and the involvement of uh, islamist terror groups did their best to not call it islamist terror so uh, she calls out a lot of media publications in america and television channels which uh, were in a denial mode so that is one recommendation and uh, second one is uh, an interesting piece in the mint uh, it is also i said it before piece because i had said it before <laughs> manu joseph wrote it in mint hmm. and that uh, how the old elite co-opted kanhaiya kumar hmm okay Pooja. Uh I'd recommend my friend and colleague um, Josie's book A Feast of uh, Vultures. Uh it of course provides a lot of context for the current uh, Jet Airways news development. Uh but also uh, I think uh, if you read that uh, along or after or before my book uh it tells you how policy mishaps 
policy misguided policy and uh, uh, lack of attention policy attention and too much focus on politics and other things friends and etc what it does uh, in the real world and how it translates on the ground I, 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 and I would really recommend his book all right uh, I have three recommendations one is of course Pooja Mehra's book The Lost Decade 2008 to 2018 I'm very very impressed by her clarity and articulation of ideas and thoughts I, I hope it's as clear and simple in the book so it doesn't go over my head one uh, podcast I'd recommend is the latest Planet Money the Indicator podcast which they have done it's an economics podcast they've done it in a bar and they have a bell it's called the no jargon bell so the moment someone uses something like you know an active policy intervention or passive policy intervention to deal with joblessness someone can ring the bell and people are in any case a little high in the bar so any of the economists who gets too jargon heavy they have to explain what they're saying so it's a training to simplify you know when you explain business and i think television journalists in india think that the more complicated we sound the cooler we are but as rumi had said jo janat wo bolat na pai jo palat na pai ya paise kuch tha he hai ha ye abhi hai abhi hai jo bhi to rumi abhi kaise kab bole main to aise bol raha hu na main internet pe ओपन Purulia an elephant appeared to take grave objection to a farmer relieving himself in the open and Vedas and carried the man away wrapped in his trunk the patchidam ran almost 50 meters before dropping the panicking man to the ground and disappearing into the forest <laughs> so swachh so, bharat and the elephant ran away shouting swachh bharat and also i said what a great setup line for the punchline what to provide so when he happened i said my god how scary uske se shit nikal gayi ho gaya said never kar chuka tha <laughs> so on that classy note see pooja i you see what i mean that i i bring the class to the I'm table i'm sure she will want to contribute <laughs> to that subject <laughs> you want to go down the road in that joke or i think you I'm just good. talk about economics <laughs> <laughs> you're good <laughs> so thank you pooja for joining us pleasure having you here lovely talking to all of you and uh, i hope your book does really well and then we so get much. to uh, demystify economics i would just like to remind our listeners News Laundry is hosting the screening of Bhor at the Stein Auditorium in the India Habitat Center Delhi on the 19th of May at 6:30 p.m. If you're on the newslaundry.com page uh, or the our podcast page on our website, you can click on the link below and register. Preference will be given to subscribers. If you're listening to this on any other platform like Stitcher, Spotify, you'll have to come on our page to register for the film. Otherwise, you can contribute to us by going to newslaundry.com. Help us keep news free and independent. through the sena or through the subscription page you can also paypal us the money on prashant at newsline.com i repeat prashant at newsline.com and f- till we fix the glitches completely this hafta is going to be free so what you can do is you can tag 10 of your friends on facebook or twitter with a and send a screenshot to contact at newsline and we'll send you a t-shirt on that note bye bye i leave you with this song which i dedicate to akshay kumar and narendra modi na bole tum na maine kuch kaha kaha magar na jaane ko kya laga laga ke dhoop ne khila hai chand din raat ho gayi ke ki bhaate hi sunne hi baat ho gayi na bole tum na maine kuch kaha 
कहा मगर न जानने ऐसा क्यों लगा ऑल द न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट आर अवेलेबल ऑन स्टिचर आई ट्यून्स एंड एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म प्लीज सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हेल्प अस कीप न्यूज इंडिपेंडेंट catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel